This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Welcome into our Padres postgame show here on the Padres Radio Network. The final score in New York, the Yankees 10 and the Padres 7 as the Yankees take the rubber game of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this Sunday. A very happy Memorial Day weekend to everybody out there, the Padres don't win the rubber game of this series. The road trip now 3-3 three and three and off day tomorrow. The Padres beginning a three-game series in Miami on Tuesday. And the big story in this game, the Yankees putting together a seven-run third inning. Hugh Darvish unable to get out of the third inning the first time he has not gone at least five innings in a start in a really, really long time. Going all the way back to April of 2022, the Padres showed some fight later in the game. It was 8-3 to three for a while they made it eight to six the Yankees got two more runs in the eighth inning Padres got a run in the ninth inning but it was not enough as the Yankees win it ten to seven and they take two of three from the Padres despite the Padres winning on Friday in the Bronx the final totals here today for the Yankees 10 runs 12 hits two errors and for the Padres seven runs five hits and one error Padres with the defeat dropped to 24 and 29 back to five games below 500 Yankees improved to 32 and 23 Padres went one for seven with runners in scoring position in this game the Yankees went seven for ten and that was one of the reasons the Yankees won this game and it really was a game that you thought might be low scoring with our starting pitching matchup you Darvish against Garrett Cole proved to be anything but this was a weird game at times a very offensive game at times and again the bottom line Yankees scoring seven runs in the third against you Darvish and the, also uh, Drew Carlton uh, giving up uh, some hits in that inning as well as Darvish was unable to get out of the inning but again seven runs in the third for New York and ultimately that was too much to overcome for the Padres here today. 
lot to do on our post-game show. We'll go back to New York here from Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a little bit. We'll have all the highlights for you coming up on the other side of this break. Hopefully have some post-game reaction from inside the Padres clubhouse here from a player or two. We'll also give out our daily awards, take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard, and much more to come as the Yankees beat the Padres 10-7 to in the rubber game of this three-game series at Yankee Stadium. We get it all rolling with our post-game show when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, the final score at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx today in the rubber game of this three-game series. The Yankees 10 and the Padres 7. Good to have you with us on this Sunday afternoon. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, the final totals for the Yankees. 10 runs, 12 hits, 2 errors for the Padres. 7 runs, 5 hits, and 1 error as the Padres drop the final two games of this series in New York. York. We will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit, so stay tuned for that. Interested to hear what Bob Melvin has to say, as always, after this tough one in the Bronx here today. Uh, the Padres, an off day tomorrow. They will begin a three-game series to wrap up this road trip on Tuesday in Miami. There's a lot to break down from this game, and as always, on our post-game show, we want to hear from you. You can tweet at us at 973thefansd, or on my Twitter, SammyLev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. If you want to message me on Instagram, you can do that as well, SammyLev there, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know your thoughts about today's game, and as always, I might just read your thoughts here on the air. This was a weird game in some ways. It certainly wasn't the game we envisioned with the starting pitching matchup of Garrett Cole and Hugh Darvish. Let's recap it with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. Again, our starting pitching matchup today, Yu Darvish against Garrett Cole. In the top of the first inning, Jake Cronenworth put the Padres ahead. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Cronenworth swings, hits one in the air to deep right field. Judges back. He will watch. It will go. A home run for Jake Cronenworth on a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. And the Padres jump in front. It's one and up. That's all the Padres got against Cole in the top half inning. In the bottom half, there was one out and nobody on for Aaron Judge. One and one to Darvish. Little hesitation. Now the pitch. Judge swings. Skies one to left field. It is deep. Uh, Zokar's back. He's on the warning track. And it will go. A home run. Moon shot for Judge that ended up in the bullpen in left center field. Maybe as high as it was deep. And a 1-1 game in the first. That is the 15th home run of this season for Aaron Judge. 
We were tied at 1-1 going to the second. Hassan Kim walked with one out. He stole second base. Jose Azokar was at the dish with two men away. All one pitch. Azokar swings, loops it into shallow center field. That'll get down for a base hit. Kim rounding third on his way. Haters throw to the plate way up the line and over everybody. And now on his way to third base, Azokar. That throw goes into left field, and he's going to come all the way around. A little league homer for Jose Azokar. Two errors on the play on the Yankees. Zokar scoring all the way around, and it was a 3-1 Padre lead. Yu Darvish fired a 1-2-3 frame in the second, but the Yankees responded against Darvish in the bottom half of the third. Kyle Higashioka doubled to start the inning. Anthony Volpe was next. Ground ball up the middle. That's into center field and a base hit. Higashioka slid into third base. Now he gets up. Going to try and score. Grisham's throw is up the third baseline. Now down to second, Volpe. That throw gets away from Bogarts. My goodness. Once in the water here in New York. 3-2 Padres after Higashioka scored on what should have been a normal routine RBI single into center. Glaber Torres then singled. Aaron Judge was next. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Judge, hard hit through the left side and base hit. Volpe will come on to score an RBI single for Aaron Judge and a 3-3 game in the third. Yankees weren't done, not even close. Anthony Rizzo followed. 0-2 again to Rizzo, couple looks back at Torres. Now the pitch from Darvish and a liner through the right side base hitter. Gordo couldn't get there. Torres rounding third, he will score. Judge stops at second base. The Yankees lead for the first time today. D.J. LeMahieu then hit a ball to deep right center. Trent Grisham leapt at the wall and took a home run away from LeMahieu. A really great play by Trent Grisham. Judge tagged and went to third base. That was significant because Harrison Bader brought Judge home on a fielder's choice. Padres nearly turned a double play on it, but Bader beat it out. The Yankees had a 5-3 lead as Judge scored. Bader then stole second. Willie Calhoun was next. Trying to end it right here, right now, and the pitch is lined into left center field. That's a base hit. Made around in third, he'll score easily. Grisham cuts it off in the gap. Extra bases for Willie Calhoun. Into second with an RBI double, and now 6-3 to three Yankees in the third. At that point, five runs on six hits in the inning. Darvish was done. Drew Carlton replaced him. He gave up an RBI single to Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. It was 7-3 New York. Kyle Higashioka hit an RBI double off the right center field fence. That made it 8-3. All in all, a nightmarish third inning for the Padres. Seven runs on eight hits for the Yankees. They led 8-3 after three. And then Garrett Cole really settled in. A 1-2-3 fourth inning, a 1-2-3 fifth inning. He worked around a leadoff walk in the sixth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. was picked off at first base by the catcher, Higashioka. And on that play, uh, Anthony Rizzo was injured. Looked like uh, his head actually banged against the thigh hip area of Fernando Tatis Jr. We'll uh, relay uh, the information on uh, Rizzo as we get it here in the post game. He came out of the game after that. Cole returned to the mound in the seventh inning. Padres still trailing 8-3. Matt Carpenter walked to start the inning. Rubnet Odor was next. Left-handed batter against Cole. Hits this one in the air. Deep down the right field line. Towards the pole. It is gone. A home run. Rubnet Odor again. A two-run shot off of Garrett Cole here in the seventh inning. And don't go anywhere. It's 8-5. 
Padres weren't done. Ha-Sung Kim single. That was it for Cole. He was replaced by Jimmy Cordero out of the Yankee bullpen. Trent Grisham doubled to send Kim to third base. Jose Azokar then, in, uh, then hit into a fielder's choice that led Grisham uh, that led to Grisham being tagged out between second and third. But Kim did score on the play. It was 8-6. to six. Azokar stole second base with one out, but the Padres did not get him in. Padres were back in the game, trailing 8-6. Brent Honeywell retired the very top of the Yankees lineup in order in the bottom of the seventh inning. Onto the eighth inning, Padres still down by two. They got Jake Cronenworth on via hit-by-pitch to start the inning and then got him to second base with two men away, but the Padres did not score. Yankees got insurance in the ninth inning with Harrison Bader at the plate against Honeywell. Nothing and one. Here's the pitch. And Bader swings, hits one in the air to very deep left field. Azokar is back at the wall. This one going to go. Now four rows up to the left of the Padre bullpen in left center. Harrison Bader with his sixth home run of the season. And the Yankees extend the lead. It's 9-6. to six. Yankees got another run in the inning when Isaiah Kiner-Falefa reached on a fielder's choice with two outs. He stole second, went to third base on a bad throw from Brett Sullivan. He scored on an RBI single from Higashioka. It was 10-6 New York at that point. Those two Yankee runs were significant. Here's why. Clay Holmes walked two to start the, the, the top half of the ninth inning. Not a save situation for Holmes. The Padres would get a run on a sack fly to make it 10-7, but they never could get the tying run to the plate in that ninth inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. ended the game with a ground out to first base and the final score in the Bronx. The Yankees 10 and the Padres 7. As again, the Padres drop to 24 and 29. They're at the moment as some other games go on around Major League Baseball right now. The Padres at the moment are tied for the second most losses in the National League. Now at 29, five games below 500. Yankees improved to 32 and 23. The Dodgers did lose today against the Tampa Bay Rays, so I guess that's a bright spot. Padres didn't lose any ground. They'll end the weekend uh, on this Sunday, seven and a half games behind the L.A. Dodgers for first place in the National League West. But I suppose right now the focus for the Padres has to be, first and foremost, getting back to that 500 mark. And again, the final totals here today, Yankees 10 runs, 12 hits, 2 errors. Padres 7 runs, 5 hits, and 1 error as the Padres drop the rubber game of this three-game series. Again, the Padres went as a whole 1-for-7 with runners in scoring position. Yankees went 7 for 10. A lot of those hits came in that third inning. Seven runs in that third inning for New York. And as we illustrated, Padres really couldn't overcome that here today. They would cut it to a two-run deficit, but the Yankees got two back, and the Padres were only able to muster up one run in that ninth inning. And the Padres did have opportunities late in the game to score even more. They had a runner on second base with still only one out in the seventh inning after scoring three runs. They could not get that run in. They had a runner on second base uh, with uh, two outs in the eighth inning, could not get the run in, and had the first two on in the ninth inning, but could not find a way to score more than one run. And uh, one of those games where the issues with runners in scoring position were there at times for the Padres, and uh, obviously not a great start from you, Darvish. Two and two-thirds innings, seven earned runs given up on seven hits. He only threw 63 pitches in the game. Garrett Cole, six-plus innings for him, six runs, five earned. So neither pitcher really had the final line that you would think uh, they would have normally, but 
Uh, that's the way it went here today. Drew Carlson out of the bullpen for the Padres. Two innings and a third. One earned run given up. Did a good job keeping uh, the run total at eight for the Yankees for a while. Domingo Tapia, a scoreless inning. And again, Brent Honeywell had one really good inning. One, two, three against the very top of the Yankees lineup and then gave up two runs in the eighth inning. And that's the way it went here today as the Padres fall 10 to 7. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, we'll go back to Yankee Stadium, hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin, get his thoughts about this game and this series against the New York Yankees before an off day tomorrow, and then a three game series beginning on Tuesday against the Miami Marlins in Miami. We hear from Bob Melvin when we return on the Padres Radio Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in New York in the rubber game of this three-game series in the Bronx. The Yankees 10 and the Padres 7. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network as the Padres drop to 24-29. and Yankees improve to 32-23. and Again, a big seventh inning for the Yankees. They score seven runs in the third inning. Seven of those, uh, well, I should say really six of those were charged against you Darvish Drew Carlton uh, charged with one run in that third inning you Darvish unable to get out of the third he goes two innings and a uh, two-thirds in this game seven earned runs allowed on seven hits the Yankees in total in that third inning it was a nightmarish inning uh, for the Padres seven runs total eight hits they sent 11 men to the plate and bottom line the Padres could not recover they did cut it to eight to six with three runs in the seventh inning but the Padres uh, never got closer than that because the Yankees scored two in the bottom half of the eighth inning to make it 10-6 Padres got a run in the ninth inning to make it 10-7 offensive bright spots in this game Jake Cronenworth a home run in the first inning Rugnet Odor continues to be a key contributor a two-run home run in the seventh inning Cronenworth is sixth Odor his fourth home run of the year but the top four in the Padres lineup today when a combined one for 14. The only hit that Tatis, Cronenworth, Bogarts, or Carpenter had was the home run by Cronenworth in the first inning. Padres went one for seven with runners in scoring position. So really offensively, in some ways, you liked what you saw. In some ways, you didn't because they did score seven runs, which is a good number. They did hit a couple of home runs. They did string together a few hits in a row in the seventh inning. But the Padres had an opportunity with a runner on second base and one out after the three runs came in in the seventh inning to make that an even bigger inning. Could not get the runner in from second base. There was an at-bat with Fernando Tatis Jr. in the seventh inning where Fernando uh, really had some calls go against him uh, in that uh, at-bat representing the tying run. That was not the finest moment for the home plate umpire, but 
far from the reason the Padres lost this game here today. Padres had a runner in scoring position with two men away in the eighth inning, couldn't get him in, and with the two leadoff walks in the ninth inning, only got one run in that ninth inning. So combined one for seven with runners in scoring position, a number you still would like to see be better for the Padres. Yankees went seven for ten with runners in scoring position in this game, and a lot of that came in the third, and the Yankees had an ability today to string together hits and make that a huge inning and that that was the big difference in this game so some aspects offensively that were good some that were not so good and uh, we'll see if the Padres can get it going with that offensive consistency in Miami beginning on Tuesday but we are nearing the third of the way mark of this 2023 season and the Padres are five games below 500 as they still are struggling to really click on all cylinders and do it on a consistent basis and I thought that's really what we saw here today a team that still isn't really clicking on a day where they score seven runs they hit a couple of home runs well the starting pitching wasn't there a tough outing for you Darvish and it just shows you again and and we've talked about it in the context of the offense struggling and this is something that Jesse and Tony alluded to towards the end of the broadcast but it's just really important against good teams like the New York Yankees um, that Every aspect of the game, you, you play well, whether that's in the starting rotation, whether that's, you know, little aspects of the game. Uh, look, uh, the Padres lose two out of three to the New York Yankees, but I think you could argue that the final two games of this series were pretty winnable. I mean, yesterday was extremely winnable. The Padres only gave up two runs in regulation. The third run came in the 10th inning. Padres only had two runs on three hits. In this game here today, they do score seven runs. They had an opportunity to make it even closer late in the game as they faced that big deficit after the third inning, but they score seven runs, but, you know, the starting pitching wasn't there, and uh, the Yankees score 10, ultimately. So uh, you could argue the final two games in different ways were winnable in their own ways and the Padres can't win either of the final two games in this series all right enough for me let's go back to Yankee Stadium in New York and hear some post-game reaction from Padres manager Bob Melvin let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin presented by Sin Lee Food find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food 4665 El Cajon Boulevard the cook's Asian resource Bob, simply there where you didn't have his best command? Yeah, it seemed like they were, you know, on his spin, on his heater when he threw it. And, you know, just one of those days that, uh, you know, they either were looking for pitches and got them or maybe not his best as far as location. It looked like they were hunting out over and a lot of the damage was done out over. That seemed to be the, the approach that they had against him. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, from where we are, we can't, we can't really see in and out, but it just looked like they were on some pitches that, that usually maybe he's a little bit more fine with. And he's a guy also that so often maybe goes through some struggles early, but finds himself. I guess that was the hope in that inning that he would potentially get himself back on track. Yeah, I mean it's pretty early in the game. I mean he's a guy that is given you know like you said get, gets out of these things. So unfortunately we gave up a big inning offensively. We did some good things coming back, just not enough. Gave up too many runs. Oftentimes in a game where your best pitcher gets rocked like that. You're facing an ace. It's over. What did you think of the way that you're taking No, it? look, we, you know, we should feel at any point in time that we can come back, you know, whether we're down five or six runs early in the game. That's, that's the way we're set up. So, 
it was nice to be able to come back, make it a game. We just gave up, you know, a couple of a couple three runs in the in the eighth that uh, made it a little more difficult. In that it was you've been getting runners on, you've been coming back at that decision to go with Honeywell in that inning. When you it seemed like you had a rested bullpen, were there people not? Uh, yeah. Look, we we were down by a couple runs and we felt good about them going out there. It seems like you've kind of there have been a few times this season where you've gotten something rolling, some measure of momentum, and haven't been able to necessarily sustain that into kind of what I guys, what I think you guys think you should be. What do you kind of make of, of why that hasn't happened to this point? I, I wish I had an answer for you. Well, I, hopefully there was some progress with today. We were down like that, and we continued to have good at bats, and you know ended up scoring some runs. What did you think of the uh, bats against Cole? I mean, Cronenworth didn't let that ninety-nine get past them. What did you think of? I thought, you know, it was good. We put some pressure on him early. He had a couple innings where it was pretty easy for him and then, you know, got him out of the game. So, you know, a good pitcher like that, it's it's tough to string a lot of hits together. But we, you know, got him out of the game and scored some runs off him. It's a tough spot for Fernando to get picked off there. What do you kind of make of, of how that Yeah, happened? I mean, he's trying to get out there and potentially steal at that time. We had some pretty good times. So, you know, just uh, made a guy made a good throw on him. Bad luck for Grish, I mean, in terms of his lead. And then the ball yeah, that was like that would have been a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, we know we can't, we don't want to, certainly want to run into an out right there, but, you know, he's getting his secondary lead, and the next thing you know, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't look good. It certainly don't want to make outs that way. That was a tough one. What was the pre- pregame determination with Juan? Obviously, he was okay to hit, but what was the... Yeah, I wasn't comfortable. You know, he's played so much here, and he had some stiffness, and... Just wasn't comfortable with that. We, we figured we'd, we'd take one swing with them at some point in time. So he can't play tomorrow? Yeah, I, day after, yeah. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from inside the clubhouse at Yankee Stadium following this 10-7 win for the Yankees over the San Diego Padres. You heard uh, what was a, a good update there on Juan Soto at the very end. Sounds like he should be good to go Tuesday against Miami. And obviously the the fact that Juan was able to pinch hit in this game should give you a pretty good indication that the back issues that held him out of the lineup here today are not all that bad. So that's a silver lining in this game here today. Today, you heard Bob Melvin talk about the offense, and look, certainly the Padres did show some fight, and even after Garrett Cole was really settling in in this game, they did get a walk from Carpenter to begin the seventh inning, a home run from Odor, a single from Kim, the double by Trent Grisham, so they, they did string some base runners together in that seventh inning, but could not uh, get any closer after that, at least in that seventh inning. And uh, that's the way it went here today as uh, the Padres fall 10-7. to So we'll continue to break this one down. We will squeeze in uh, some of your phone calls here, 833-288-0973. As always, taking your tweets and your Instagram messages at 97.3thefansd. On Twitter, Sammy Lev on Twitter as well, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram, as always, Sammy Lev there, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. If you DM your thoughts about Today's game might just answer uh, your comments or respond to your comments here on the air. Same thing on Twitter, and we'll continue to break this one down. We do have to give out our daily awards, ace pitcher of the game, relief pitcher of the game, all that good stuff coming up as well. Full look at the out-of-town scoreboard and much more to come. Again, the final, Yankees 10, Padres 7. More to come on our post game after this on the Padres Radio Network.
postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score at Yankee Stadium today. The Yankees 10 and the Padres 7. Sam, love it with you inside our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Sunday afternoon. Hope you're having a wonderful Sunday despite the Padres loss in New York earlier this morning and into the early afternoon now. Hope everybody's having a great Memorial Day weekend. Padres are off tomorrow on Memorial Day, which is Kind of odd. I know now teams are, are sometimes off on Memorial Day, but just seems like a, a day where where your team should be playing a baseball game uh, on Memorial Day weekend. But the Padres do have uh, tomorrow off on, on Memorial Day, on this Memorial Day weekend. Then they resume uh, their schedule on Tuesday against the Miami Marlins. So we'll see if the Padres can uh, find a way to get back on track in Miami after losing the first, or I should say the final two games of this three-game series in New York. We'll go back to Yankee Stadium in just a little bit. Hear from today's starting pitcher, you Darvish, after a very tough start for you today. His toughest of the year, no doubt about it. Two and two-thirds innings, seven earned runs given up, no walks. He struck out two, 63 pitches for you. In fact, it was the first time since April 12th of 2022 that you Darvish did not make it through five innings. He had gone 37 consecutive starts, getting through at least five innings. This was the first time he did not do that since April 12th, 2022. You might remember that was the game early last season against the Giants where you couldn't get out of the second inning. And really, it was a, a similar situation in that game against the Giants back in uh, April of last year where they just were hitting you Darvish and uh, strung together a bunch of hits in an inning and you could not find his way out of it really the same thing happened in the third inning in New York here today so we will hear from you Darvish after today's game coming up in just a little bit first let's give you some of our daily awards let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here today. Tough here today because neither you, Darvish, or Garrett Cole are going to get it. It almost has to be a Yankee reliever in this game. And I've been debating whether I give it to Cordero or Marinaccio. But you know what? Yeah, For this one, ace pitcher of the game, I'm going to give it to Jimmy Cordero. Here's why. Comes in in the seventh inning. At that point, the Padres already have three runs in. Now, Cordero did give up a, a fielder's choice to Jose Azokar that brought the third run in, it, uh, run in. But what he did do was limit the damage in that seventh inning and really, you know, not allow the Padres to uh, get any closer. So for that reason, Jimmy Cordero will be our ace pitcher of the game, and we'll see. We may have to give relief pitcher to either somebody like Domingo Tapia, maybe, or uh, Ron Marinaccio for the Yankees. Uh, maybe might uh, might be that guy uh, coming up with our relief pitcher of the game. We'll see. Got time to decide that. Let's take a wider look around the majors and update you on the home runs that have been hit today around the major leagues. 
Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza. Bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. We take a look at some of the home runs that have been hit today around the major leagues. And keep in mind that we do have a number of games still going on right now, and a few games have gone final. But here's some of what we have so far today. For the Cubs, Patrick Wisdom hit his 13th home run of the year. For Detroit, Akil Badu, his third home run. For Kansas City, MJ Melendez hit his fifth home run. For the Dodgers, they got a ton of home runs today in a game they lost. 11 at 10. Chris Taylor had two, his eighth and ninth. Max Muncie at his 17th. Trace Thompson at his fifth. JD Martinez at his 10th. But again, the Dodgers lost 11 at 10 against Tampa. Milwaukee, William Contreras hit his fifth. For San Francisco, Mike Yastrzemski hit his sixth home run. For St. Louis, Alec Burleson his fourth. Andrew Kisner his fourth. And those are some of the home runs that have been hit today around the major leagues. All right, let's go back to Yankee Stadium now. We mentioned that tough outing for you, Darvish. Two and two-thirds innings, seven earned runs given up. You spoke with the media alongside translator Shingo Hori uh, after the game inside the Padres clubhouse. Let's hear some of you, Darvish's thoughts after his game. That's such an unusual outing for you. What was going on today for you? えっと、まあ、あの、最初の2回全然悪くなかったんですけど、あの、3回ぐらいにまあ、あの、ゴロが欲しいところでゴロを出しても相手抜けてったりとか、まあ、自分がロケーションのミスしたロケーションのミスし
there's obviously a lot of time for this team to change things, but I'm wondering kind of what you make of, of the way the season has started and what it's going to take to kind of build. It seems like each time you've built some momentum, you haven't been able to sustain it. What will it take to get things going in the right direction? I mean, as far as myself goes, I mean, you know, I feel like um, the pitches that pitches are working pretty nicely for me. And, you know, basically it's all about making adjustments and, you know, preparing and getting yourself ready for the next game. So it's all about that preparation and going into the next game. So from a team perspective, it's really just focusing on the day-to-day and preparing and Things will turn. I think so. I mean, you got to be hungry. I mean, guys, I think guys here are hungry to get better each and every day. And as long as you keep doing that, you know, at some point in time, you're going to see some results. So, yeah, it's about being hungry to get better, I think. That was you, Darvish, alongside translator Shingo Hori inside the Padres clubhouse earlier today after the Padres 10-7 loss to the New York Yankees. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here on our postgame show on the Padres radio network. Again, the final score, Yankees 10 and the Padres 7 after a tough outing for you, Darvish. Seven earned runs allowed in just two and two-thirds innings. And you know, look, just touching on what you Darvish talked about there, and we heard plenty about his outing, what went wrong, and, and sort of how that third inning unraveled, but, you know, about, you know, how the Padres turned this thing around, and it's something that Jesse and I talked about during the pregame show, and I think it's true, you know, the Padres are now back to five games below 500 at 24 and 29, and there is some truth to that even getting back to 500 and just the more general point of turning this thing around will not always be a straight line, right? That doesn't have to necessarily look like winning seven, eight games, nine games, 10 games in a row. And I do think there's some truth to that. But the one thing the Padres still aren't doing is they are not really accelerating the process, right, of getting this thing pointed in the right direction, whatever that might mean, whether it's the offensive struggles, whether it's uh, in the bullpen at times, whether it's at the starting rotation at times. I said it earlier, maybe the best way to put it is that they just have not clicked on all cylinders for any kind of extended period of time. There's been little warm stretches, even after the win on Friday. They had one four of five. You had major contributions from Fernando and Juan Soto, and you're feeling like, all right, if the Padres win one more of these games in New York, you take two series wins to begin the road trip. Obviously, a big series win in New York against a good team in the Yankees on the road. You know, maybe you have a, a little bit of momentum here, but still the Padres with these two losses, again, it's one step forward, one step back, two steps forward, two steps back, however you want to put it. They just have not been able to find that consistency, whether it be offensively or just more generally as a team. And we are just a couple of games away from the one-third mark of this season. So it is no longer early. There's a lot of time left at the same time, but uh, the Padres are still are still searching for it right now. And uh, look, it's no secret, five games below 500 here as we are almost at the start of June is not where anybody thought this team would be. 
We'll see if the Padres can go to Miami and uh, pick up a series win against the Marlins, and we'll see uh, how that series unfolds beginning on Tuesday. By the way, the Marlins have played pretty well this year. You know, they're not the, the, the top of the top as far as the National League, but uh, Skip Schumacher has that team playing well in Miami. They won yesterday in Anaheim. They've got some power. Jorge Soler has been excellent this month, especially. All I'm saying is is uh, it's not a, an easy series in Miami against the Marlins team that has, at times this year, played pretty well and uh, certainly is playing hard right now. We'll step aside. We'll come back with the full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, give more of our daily awards away. We'll also squeeze in some of your phone calls coming up here in a second as well. Again, the final score, Yankees 10, Padres 7. We may also play uh, some of Bob Melvin's post-game press conference again for you, uh, just uh, in case you're joining us and didn't hear what Bob Melvin had to say about this game. Much more to come. Yankees 10, Padres 7 post-game coverage continues after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Again, the final, Yankees 10 and Padres 7. Final totals for the Yankees, 10 runs, uh, 12 hits, 2 errors. They left 2 on. For the Padres, 7 runs, 5 hits, 1 error. They left 3 on. Garrett Cole picks up the win, improves to 6-0, and despite not a, a great outing here today by any means for Garrett Cole, certainly not by his standards. 6-plus inning, 6 runs given up, 5 of those earned. You Darvish had a really rough outing. He drops to 3-4 and four on the year, 2 and two-thirds innings seven earned runs given up as the Padres drop the rubber game of this three-game series in New York to the Yankees Padres won on Friday night at that time they had won four out of five feeling good feeling like maybe you can get a series win against the Yankees but the Yankees respond with a three to two win in 10 yesterday and a 10-7 win here today still a lot to do in our post-game coverage Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios on this Sunday, a uh, lot to do still. We will give out some more of our daily awards in just a moment. Take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. We'll also play you some of Bob Melvin's thoughts after this game. We did already do that here on our post-game show, but when we can, we like to uh, double up with Bob Melvin. We'll play you some of what he had to say in case you're just joining us and uh, and uh, get more of his thoughts about today's game. And we'll squeeze in your phone calls here in just a moment, 833-288-0973. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game. I'm going to stay on the Yankees side today. We'll go with Ron Marinaccio, who hit a batter in the eighth inning, worked around it, retired the next three. Bogarts, Carpenter, Odor. At the time, it was only a two-run game. So when he hit Jay Cronenworth to begin the eighth inning, the tying run was at the plate. So for that reason, we'll give... Ron Marinaccio, a relief pitcher of the game. We already gave ace pitcher of the game to the guy who came in before him, Jimmy Cordero, for limiting damage in that seventh inning. So we'll give Marinaccio relief pitcher of the game on the Yankees side of things here today. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. 
which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game. I actually think it's pretty clear. It'll be on the Yankee side of things. Kyle Higashioka, our player of the game here today. Three hits, two RBIs. He had a double to start that entire seven-run third inning for New York. His double began that whole inning, a leadoff double. Then an RBI double later in that inning. RBI single in the eighth inning to provide some insurance, which ended up being pretty important. So for that reason, we'll give it to Kyle Higashioka, the Yankees catcher. He's our player of the game. We'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit, squeezing some of your phone calls here as well. Before we do that, I do want to play some clips here uh, from Bob Melvin from his uh, uh, post-game show. And uh, by the way, uh, thank you to Frank Marchese for passing this along during our post-game. According to uh, Max Goodman, who uh, joined us uh, throughout this series with uh, with some thoughts on the Yankees, uh, Yankees writer for NJ Advanced Media, NJ.com, and the Star Ledger. Uh, Max reporting that Anthony Rizzo is fine, and the Yankees expect that he will play tomorrow in Seattle. So that's very good news because you're worried about maybe a concussion for Anthony Rizzo. That was on that play in the sixth inning where Fernando Tatis Jr. went in standing up and really a play where Fernando should be diving back into first base. And Rizzo thought that too because he actually brought his glove down and and was going to make the tag on a, a diving runner. But Fernando went back in standing. And in the process, Rizzo's head collided with Fernando's thigh hip area and hit it pretty hard and and Rizzo was shaken up so uh, Anthony Rizzo uh, will uh, apparently uh, expect to be in the lineup tomorrow so no concussion for Rizzo and thankfully he's okay so that's certainly very good news uh, for the New York Yankees and uh, good to hear that Anthony Rizzo is okay and uh, that was again reported by Max Goodman of NJ Advanced Media in the uh, tri-state New York City area let's Play some of Bob Melvin's uh, post-game thoughts in case you missed it earlier. Again, a tough start today for you, Darvish. Two and two-thirds innings, seven earned runs given up. Here was Bob Melvin on Darvish's start. It seemed like they were, you know, on his spin, on his heater when he threw it. And, you know, just one of those days that, uh, you know, they either were looking for pitches and got them or maybe not his best as far as location. Padres did get to Garrett Cole early in his outing, then later in the outing after Cole seemingly really started to settle in. Here was Melvin on the Padres against Garrett Cole. I thought, you know, it was good. We put some pressure on him early. He had a couple innings where it was pretty easy for him and then, you know, got him out of the game. So, you know, a good pitcher like that, it's it's tough to string a lot of hits together. But we, you know, got him out of the game and scored some runs off him. Padres did show fight in this game, down 8-3, to three, scoring the three runs in the seventh inning. That was a positive in this game. Here was Bob Melvin on the fight the team showed. We should feel at any point in time that we can come back, you know, whether we're down five or six runs early in the game. That's, that's the way we're set up. So it was nice to be able to come back, make it a game. We just gave up, you know, a couple of a couple three runs in the, in the eighth that uh, made it a little more difficult. But even with that fight, we know the Padres have not been a consistent offensive team this year. Here was Melvin on the lack of consistency. 
Wish I had an answer for you. Well, I, hopefully there was some progress with today. We were down like that, and we continued to have good at-bats and you know, ended up scoring some runs. Finally, one of the headlines right before first pitch today was Juan Soto being held out of the lineup due to back tightness. Now, Soto did come off the bench later in the game in the ninth inning, pinch hit, so that was certainly good to see. Here was Melvin on the Soto injury. Yeah, I wasn't comfortable. You know, he's played so much here, and he had some stiffness, and just wasn't comfortable with that. We, we figured we'd, we'd take one swing with him at some point in time. So he, he can play tomorrow? Yeah, the day after, yeah. So it sounds like Juan Soto should be in the lineup on Tuesday. Very good news to hear, and you certainly understand that from the Padres' perspective. This early in the year still, uh, not risking anything there with Juan Soto, and obviously the the fact that he did come off the bench and pinch hit gives you a pretty good indication that uh, it should be okay for Juan Soto. Hopefully he's back in the lineup on Tuesday in Miami. We'll have more on that game on Tuesday in Miami in just a little bit. We'll also take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard here in just a little bit. And a thank you to Frank Marchese for cutting up those Bob Melvin clips so we could play them again. Let's uh, go to the phones right now for the first time today. 833-288-0973 is always the phone number. We begin with Don and Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Welcome to the Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Sammy. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. Wish I was talking about a series win, but uh, hey, you can't get everything. You can't get everything. That's right. That's right. Well, I just wanted to touch on uh, three things today. Umpiring, base running, and our fight back. Mm-hmm. So we we just had terrible umpiring today, in my opinion, with Tatis's at-bat particularly, those two called strikes off the plate. And I just keep thinking, imagine if this were a World Series game. You know, it's just kind of just really unacceptable. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, robo-ups cannot get here soon <laughs> enough, Sammy. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, um, base running kind of continues to be our bugaboo. Um, not at all happy, frankly, with how nonchalant Bowmel was with Tatis's mistake in his post-game interview. And I kind of wonder at times if his kid gloves are part of the reason for these mistakes, these fundamental base running mistakes that we keep having. I don't know. And then finally, very happy with the fight this team showed. They could have easily given up against the Yankees when it was when they were down early, late. Or excuse me, when they were down early in the, in the ball game there, and uh, just love to see the fight back. So that those are my thoughts for today, Sammy. All right, Don, appreciate the call. Uh, you know, first on the umpiring, look, the at bat with Tatis in the seventh inning. I mean, the, the first two pitches there, especially the the second called strike, uh, it, it was brutal. It was. Bill Miller, home plate umpire, I mean, it was. It looked a foot and a half inside. So, again, not the reason I said it earlier, the Padres lost this game, but it was a key spot. Tatis is the tying run in the seventh inning, and talk about a guy that's capable of tying the game with one swing. So that was tough. You're right, the, the base running blunders today, we've seen some of that lately. It wasn't really an issue in the very, very early part of the season, but Fernando getting doubled off first base in the sixth inning, not diving back in. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure why that's been happening, why some of the base running issues have happening. Um, and the fight was good. You know, I'll give him credit. The fight was good, but when you're down by that much, you have to do a lot, and the Padres didn't do enough offensively. You know, they had, again, not to take anything away from the fight, but you look at the seventh inning. Remember, they had three runs in, but they still had Jose Azokar on second base after he reached on the fielder's choice and he stole second. 
with one out. And when you're down by that many runs, you have to score runs when you have them in scoring position with one out. And the Padres couldn't get a run in there. They couldn't get a run in when they had a runner on first base. Nobody out in the eighth inning. Then Cronenworth on second base with two outs later in the inning. And then two walks to begin the ninth inning. Padres really couldn't build momentum in that inning after that. So I like the fight, and it's really important that when you're down by that much that you, you don't give up the two runs Uh, In the bottom of the eighth inning to make it a two-run deficit, go to a four-run deficit. I understand that, but, um, you know, look, it it just wasn't enough here today. It wasn't. And, um, you know, again, if I'm looking at the two losses, I'm more bothered personally by the one yesterday because yesterday was a winnable game. You gave up two runs in the span of nine innings to a Yankees offense that can score, can hit some home runs. And the Padres had two runs on three hits. Today, you know, today is more of an understandable defeat, right? Because it's really hard to win any game when the other team scores seven runs in three innings and your starting pitcher can't get out of the third. Those games are always hard to win. And, you know, look, you Darvish has been really good for this team for a long time. It was a hard outing for you. It was a really tough outing for him. Those things will happen. I mean, we know that. You watch baseball enough. I mean, great starting pitchers, every starting pitcher almost really has has a rough outing where they're out after an inning or two or, you know, two or three. So, you know, if I'm looking at the two games the last couple of days, uh, the one yesterday was the one where, you know, you really felt like they had such a good chance to win that game. And then if you win that game and you have the exact same game here today, This game is more digestible because then you're like, okay, you had a rough outing. We tried to come back. We couldn't. We made it close. Move on to Miami, but that's not what happened. Padres lost two of three. Let's go to Aaron, who's calling in. Hi, Aaron. Hey, how are you doing today? Aside from a little disappointed. (laughs) I'm doing okay, Aaron. How are you? Oh, you know, I say every day above ground is a good day. (laughs) Well said. I see a Padres team that is losing games, not getting beat. And what I mean by that is very winnable games. We easily, in my opinion, could have swept this series. That team is there. And we see just, you know, errors or you Darvish having a game that he probably won't have the rest of the season. Um, You know, little hiccups here and there. And team, a team that's adjusting to an entire new lineup. And just like Soto, Soto took a little bit to get in the groove. And he's starting to get there. And he's really performing. So I see a team that's trying to figure it out. And a team that's very close. Hmm. And I really don't feel like we are getting very often i really feel like it's us a lot of the time and i believe that's promising in my opinion does that make sense yeah 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 aaron it does make sense and and i think you make a, a pretty you know a pretty solid point there in the sense of in the sense of look i'll give you a number that kind of is online with what you were saying there the padres are three and nine in one-run games entering today, and they're still 3-9 and nine in one-run games entering today. That was a category they were very good in last year. 
look, a lot of these games, they have not, a, a lot of these games haven't gone the way today went, where they were down eight to three. Yankees have a huge inning. You're in a big hole. That has not been the majority of their losses. I mean, hey, if they played better in the one-run games, you'd be hovering around 500 right now or even better maybe, right? So I'm with you. Um, it's hard to figure out. And I'll be honest, I've, I've been sitting here, whether it's at the ballpark, in the studio, trying to to figure it out myself as to why things aren't Clicking, and, and that's almost the best way to put it. We know the offense and the runners in scoring position has been an issue, but I, I think what, what you're trying to say, and I think I'm saying the same thing, is it it just really hasn't all all clicked there. And um, we'll see. You know, the only thing I'll say, Aaron, the only thing I'll say is that, you know, we're getting to a point where it's not very early anymore. I mean, we're going to be a third of the way through the season here pretty soon. So, uh it's not super early at this point, and uh, to this point, the Padres just, again, haven't been able, been able to get it all clicking for whatever reason. It's hard to figure out. Right. And uh, I see a team, though, that is able to get runners in scoring position, which is, um, you know, a good plus that we at least have that, and we're not the team of a few years ago where we scored zero runs, you know, in many games. But I also see a team that, okay, we're not scoring these runners in scoring position, so let's get a little crazy. You know, screw it. Let's do a double steal. Let's, um, you know, a perfect thing today with a Zocar. Let's, um, you know, you had uh, Kim, Steele, Easy, otherwise maybe, um, you know, potentially double play type thing. You get a Zocar then, you know, fast as heck. So we're turning these, in my opinion, hits that would be singles into let's just go. Let's 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 go for two. And I think that particular one where Zokar had that little league uh, home run or whatever they call it, um, that that they those two players created that mm. by not stopping at third, not stopping at second, not and it's causing this team to go, oh, shoot, Padres don't do this. We weren't ready for this. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, I, I agree with you, Aaron. I like the aggressiveness on the bases today. And, Aaron, appreciate the call. Thank you for calling in, and, and thank you for tuning in. Um, I like the aggressiveness on the bases. I love the Kim Steele in the second inning. You know, that play, if this game goes differently, we're talking about the Little League home run from a Zokar a lot more in the recap here, and we haven't done it because it really all got overlooked by what happened in the bottom half of the third inning. But you look at him stealing second in that second inning, then Azokar has the base hit the center. You know, the only reason that the throw went to home was because Kim was on second base, because he stole. And that not only led to one run, but it led to two because it forced the throw home. The throw from Bader was terrible. The throw from Higashioka, uh, you know, goes into left field, and Azokar ends up scoring all the way around. And and I love the Azokar stealing second base in the seventh inning. So, Aaron, I, I like the aggressiveness here today as well. I hope you're right that this team is – uh, is getting close to uh, to a breakthrough here, um, you know. And yes, you're right. Look, getting runners in scoring position is a great thing, but <laughs> the number is the number right now. And I've almost been avoiding saying it today. It's 185. Last in Major League Baseball, this team's average with runners in scoring position, and it's it's lower by a lot than any other team. Um, look, that number has to be better, and this team. 
has to click and uh, get it rolling because to this point, even with some bright spots, you know, the four or five after the win on Sunday, it just it has not accelerated yet into what you would call a good stretch of baseball, a hot streak. And Aaron, I hope you're right. I hope this is a team that is still just coming together and that that switch will be flipped here at some point soon. Let's go to Art, who's calling in from Del Mar. Hi, Art. Hey there. I wanted to talk about yesterday's game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see in any scenario uh, that you put the catcher as the designated hitter in any way, shape, form. I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. Mm. And I have a follow-up. Yeah, Art, uh, you know, look, quickly on that situation yesterday, you know, I didn't I didn't hear anything more on it after the game, you know, in the post-game press conference. Uh, just to be clear, it was Nola pinch hitting for Sullivan in the catcher spot. So it was straight up for catcher, not that that really is the, the point of it. But um, I, I still, you know, was trying to figure out, you know, I thought it made sense if Nola's sole purpose was to go up there and lay down a bunt and you thought, He's the best option we have to do that. Okay, uh, I, I understand that in a sense, getting the bunt down. But then he didn't bunt with one strike, so it, it was you know it was something that I was still wondering about uh, after the game. We didn't you know get uh, get much uh, clarity on, on kind of the the thought process behind that. But you know, yesterday uh, old news uh, at this point, I guess. Yeah, I I agree, and I meant to say pinch it, not designated hitter. Mm-hmm. You corrected it. I can accept that if it was the bunt. Uh, I just don't like some, you know, Carpenter. He's always arguing with the umps. I mean, get, let's get rid of that bum. Well, Art, you know, look, I, you hope Matt Carpenter figures, you know, uh, uh, comes around here. He had a and appreciate the call. I he, he, you know, and I, I hope Matt Carpenter. Comes around, he had a, a pretty good first month where he was driving in runs. It's been a, a rough month of May for Matt Carpenter. We said some of the numbers on the pregame show, uh, 0 for 3 today. Did walk, score, run, really started that rally with the walk in the seventh inning. Um, look, I, I believe Matt Carpenter has, you know, the ability to to get going again and, and you know, can hit some home runs. We saw it last year with the Yankees. I mean, that was only a year ago, and he had some some pretty nice moments as far as driving and runs and contributing in the first month or so, but it has been a rough month of May. Um, you know, I hope Carpenter comes around, Cruz, you know, that DH spot here in May, it's been a challenge uh, between Cruz and, and Carpenter and uh, not producing a, a whole lot of offense. So, uh, look, uh, you know, you hope it comes around for those two guys, and uh, I'm I'm hoping, too, that uh, Carpenter gets it going again. But, you know, it, it hasn't all been bad for Matt Carpenter. The The month of April uh, was a lot better than this month of May. He did drive in runs. He did hit some home runs. He did hit the home run. Uh, when was it in – getting my days confused here. Had the home run last Sunday a week ago. You know, again, you need you need more more regularity of that, no doubt. But um, we'll see. Bottom line is that the guys in this lineup at this moment are the guys that are going to be in this lineup because, and we've went over it a lot. I mean, there's this is the team. Um, whether it's guys that are making a whole lot of money or the guys who aren't making as much money, you know, in other parts of the lineup, this team has to produce with more regularity and more consistently uh, consistency offensively, and certainly uh, Matt Carpenter contributing 
uh, you know, with more regularity and, and having a better month of June than he did of May would uh, would be a part of that. All right, let's take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday around the major leagues. Tell you what's going on. Give me a moment here as I pull up my scoreboard sheets. Oh, come on, Internet. Work for me. All right, here we go. We're ready. All right, finals. Reds beat the Cubs 8-5 in Chicago earlier today. Royals beat the Nationals 3-2 in Kansas City. Blue Jays beat the Twins 3-0 in Minnesota. Brewers beat the Giants 7-5 in Milwaukee. William Contreras, a two-run home run in that game for the Brew Crew. Cardinals fell to the Guardians 4-3 in Cleveland. Jose Ramirez had a walk-off double in that game. Tigers also walked it off in the 10th inning against the White Sox 6-5. Orioles beat the Rangers 3-2 in Baltimore. Austin Hayes had a big RBI single in that game for Baltimore. The Rays beat the Dodgers. Despite the Dodgers, like we said, I think they hit six home runs in that game. 11-10, Tampa Bay beats L.A., in Tampa earlier today. Games going on right now. The Mets trailing the Rockies 11 to 7 in Colorado in the eighth inning. Astros ahead of the A's 4 to 1 in Oakland in the sixth inning. Marlins beating the Angels 2 0 in Anaheim in the sixth inning. Diamondbacks ahead of the Red Sox 4 0 in Arizona in the sixth inning. Mariners ahead of the Pirates 3 to 1 in Seattle in the sixth inning. And finally, the only game that has not begun yet Phillies at the Braves in Atlanta at 4 p.m. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday in the Major Leagues. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network. As we wrap this one up, we'll have more on that series in Miami in just a second, beginning on Tuesday. Every Sunday is Military Sunday, and we want to take time to recognize and thank all military members for their amazing dedication and service. San Diego County Toyota dealers are proud partners of the Padres and honored to support San Diego's military community. Taking a look at Tuesday's game after an off day tomorrow on Memorial Day. Tuesday, Padres continue this three-city, nine-game road trip. They take on the Miami Marlins on Tuesday, 3.40 start time on Tuesday, 3.40 start time on Wednesday, 10.10 a.m. start time on Thursday, and then the Padres returning to Petco Park on Friday to take on the Chicago Cubs. But again, first pitch on Tuesday in Miami at 3.40. Pre-game coverage will begin at 240. Taking a look at the final totals in this ball game here today. For the Yankees, 10 runs, 12 hits, 2 errors. They left on 2. For the Padres, 7 runs, 5 hits, 1 error. They left on 3. Garrett Cole improves to 6-0 with the win. Hugh Darvish drops to 3-4 and with the loss. Time of game, 2 hours and 42 minutes. And the crowd at Yankee Stadium, 47,295. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch on Tuesday in Miami at 3.40. Pre-game coverage at 2.40. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long. Again, our final score, the Yankees 10 and the Padres 7. We'll talk to you on Tuesday afternoon right here 
on the Padres Radio Network.